My name is Milian Mori and welcome to our podcast, Warrior Family. We are a family of successful entrepreneurs, visioners, hustlers, and leaders. We are compassionate, loving, fearless, and determined. We fight for love, profits, and a better world. And this podcast was made for future leaders, entrepreneurs, world changers, and families all over the world. We gained our wealth by running one of the best network marketing companies in Europe and successfully coaching and speaking empire. Our stories, tips will show you that everything is possible. And this podcast includes all the best sales, marketing, relationship, personal growth, and health advice you can get and interviews with the most successful people in the world. Our motto is, my business is not my family. My family is my business. And we are here to show you how to have it all. Hello, Warrior family. We are here in Tallinn. We have a special guest today. Uh, she is a former dentist and she is turned educator, international trainer, self-proclaimed proclaimed wellness geek and best-selling author of two books, Emotional Grid, and she co-authored the new release book, The Book of Coaching. Uh, she works with high-performance coaches, entrepreneurs through six-month business incubator. She is a doctor and she is a coach and speaker. What a difference in how many years? Wow, um, I, I could probably say my whole life. Your whole life? <laughs> yes. So uh, welcome Nita Boshan. Nita, welcome in our show. Thank you. Uh, Warrior Family Show. Thank you. It's and such an first honor of to all, be here. First of all, congratulations, because <laughs> I can see something is going on there. <laughs> There's a little human growing in here. It's not a, it's not a bowling ball. <laughs> so it's six months already. We're six months, yes. So it will happen in September. In October. In October. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're very That's excited. Nice. You're happy? It's our, it's our first, so. It's your first baby. Yes, yes. So how do you see yourself like in four months from now when you will get a baby, some new oh my gosh. human being into your life? You know, I think the process has already been um, starting. It was, you know, I've always been this type A person, yes. um, you know, always achieving, doing, planning for so many things, people, projects. And as soon as I um, got pregnant, it was like the wind just hit me completely. So the first few months were a little rocky because for the first time in my life, I had to literally slow down. Um, and uh, there's no explanation for it. You know, it's, it's morning sickness and all, but for me it was like all day sickness. <laughs> it, never, it never stopped. <laughs> Uh, and so I really needed to rely on my team, um, my team, my husband. Uh, and so that was something that was very uh, unique for me, um, given that, and I'm, of course we're going to you know, talk about it a little bit more in the interview, but it literally was the first time in my life that I had to um, lean on other people. Somebody, and I've yeah. been so independent. And so that was a very... Um, you know, it's like the beginning stages in preparation for transitions, motherhood, um, you know, family building and, yes. and just uh, reframing and, and, and taking a different perspective versus always the type A go-getter, go, 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 career first, you know, projects first, all of those things. So it's been, it's been quite the shift, but it's been a very fruitful one. It's going to be interested uh, to see how you will restructure now your business and your life. Yeah, now. yeah. So do you have any ideas, you know, how you will work? Like first two, three months, you will probably take some time off and then? Yeah, you know, I think that we're, we're all, we've already been talking about it, obviously, yes. you know, as, as, uh, as entrepreneurs and, of course, teaching entrepreneurs mm -hmm. business and things like that. Um, for us, this whole transition has really been, um, you know, figuring out what is working mm -hmm. and closing up projects that mm -hmm. aren't working because now okay. we need to have room for family oh, okay. time, babies. So it's been great. It's allowing me to hone in on a few of the things that are really working well, which is also going to carve up some time for us to enjoy our little mini human that we're creating. <laughs> so less, less is becoming more right now for you. One thousand percent. One thousand percent. 
before you maybe ran many projects and now you, you have another new very important project in your life yes and then you start to cancel all other things that are not so important yeah and you realize wow you know being being single or or mm -hmm. you know no no child um and of course a lot of our friends have always said and many of my clients have always yeah. said oh things are going to change when you have a baby yeah, yeah, yeah. and of course you know this you know having two yes. um I, I didn't viscerally understand it until I actually you know got pregnant yeah. and then you realize, wow, there's so many things I just cannot do, I, you know, whether I was yeah. not feeling well or whatever. So the, the few things in a day that are so important, mm -hmm. you really honor that, you embrace it, and you, you know, you drive that fully so that you can allow your own space and time for for yeah, the family yeah, and yeah. so it's been it's been a great process to start planning that um you know for the next six months to a year after after he is born yeah. <laughs> i think this is a very important topic because i i know many women uh, that wants to be the entrepreneurs and they don't see themselves in two roles they don't see themselves as a mother and as a business owner yeah and sometimes they give up on family or yeah. they give up on their dreams yeah. So I think that you can run both lives, like business and personal life and family life. Yeah, well, and that's one of the reasons why entrepreneurship has been so uh, fruitful for, for me all of these years, because, you know, even as I work with a lot of females as well, and um, if you're so used to just doing one track, and you're not mentally prepared for juggling, you know, uh, two different hats. There's the guilt, there's the resentment, there's the shame, there's all of those things of, you know, am I going too far this way or am I not spending enough time with my family? And, but, you know, the idea is, is yes, you can have it all. There might not be that much balance okay. in the beginning, wow. um, but, you know, with intention, uh, you know, anything can happen. Now, if you were, um, you know, in the traditional corporate world or whatever, you're still going to have to make those, you know, I feel like everyone has those choices that they do have to make and, and sacrifices and things like that. And I think that um, for a lot of women, we put a lot of judgment and self-judgment and self-critique that it's supposed to be a certain way. But my way is probably going to be different from your way yes, than it's going to be different yeah. from somebody else's. Um, but it's not to say it's good or bad. Yeah. It's just, you know, being aware of being in tune of what works best for you, for your family, for the type of relationship that you have at home, I think paying more attention to that because there's, there's, there's no right or wrong way of raising a family or building a business. Um, you know, I have, I have clients who've been working on their business as their side project for years, mm -hmm. but it actually still fuels them and it still propels them and they're, 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 they're creating their families and that's okay. You know, um, whereas I have, I have, you know, other clients who are, you know, writing their books and they have a team and they have things set up. And, um, so I think it's really important that we celebrate the different types of ways that we can now build businesses because mm -hmm. of, you know, the, the onset of, of the internet and the way that we communicate and how things are done fast and how our teams can be completely yes. remote and global. I think, um, you know, we need to take the pressure off of ourselves and focus in on, okay, what's really going to work for me during this phase, during this time in my life right now? Not what social media says. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so right now you are spending most of your time coaching other successful leaders and entrepreneurs. Yes. But uh, if we go one step back, yeah, uh, you owned a multi-million dollar dentistry practice. <laughs> I, I did. I did. So <laughs> how do you switch from owning a multi-million dollar? Yeah. You are a doctor. You know, it's some... You, yeah. you were in some traditional profession, traditional business. Yes. And then you gave up on everything. What happened? Mm, I, yeah. I, I know many people are out there now, right now listening. You know, they are struggling in their business. Maybe they are in some job stuck. Maybe they have successful businesses. But, you know, they, they, are, they, they have these golden handcuffs. How do you say? The golden handcuffs. Yes. yes. <laughs> so you, you earn money. You have everything. You have a big house. You had a big house. You, you used to live in a mansion, 
you were married. Yes. And then you gave up on everything. So what happened? Yeah. And how did you go through all of all, all of this? Wow. Well, so I would I would have to say in 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 a few words it was um, it was recognizing my my own awareness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, growing up traditionally in a, you know, I'm first generation American. I was born in the U.S. Um, to immigrant parents. My mom was from the Philippines. My dad was from India. And they came to the U.S. for, you know, the American dream. <laughs> and, um, you know, little did we know that that dream um, would birth, um, you know, my, my brothers and I. So there are three of us. And the in growing up in an Asian family, you know the 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 idea has had always been education first, success, achievements, accolades, everything. And from Indian father. <laughs> from a like, yes, you have from to be a, a doctor. From or a, a strict a, from a strict Indian father. Yeah, there was no choice. Doctor or doctor, dentist, lawyer, engineer. That's it. So it was it was <laughs> any of the four. Uh, you know, you you take your pick, yeah. and um, you know I I had quite a few uh, things that would happen um, in my life that would help me uh, grow really mm-hmm. fast. So I, I had to grow up really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom got sick uh, mm-hmm. when I was 10 years old. And so I, I had to, as, a, as the only female left in the house, when my mom had uh, breast cancer, I had to step in this role of taking care of my, my brothers. Ten, 10 years old. Yeah, I was 10 and taking care of my father. Um, and, you know, then fast forward through my teens, I would, I would lose my mom to cancer. I would lose my brother uh, to an asthma attack and I would lose my father uh, to... You were how old, like 10? Uh, yeah, so my mom passed when I was 16. She battled a long... And for anybody who's ever had a, a family member, you know, succumb to any sort of disease, we grew up in hospital settings. And so I had my first job when I was 14, trying to take care of the family. So <clears throat> it's bringing tears to my eyes. Right now, just... <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, you know it's it's something that you don't really think your your child's gonna go through. And yeah. so um, so with all of those bouts of resilience, which mm-hmm. is what I teach today, of course. Um, you know, the, the idea of I have to make it out and I have to do things to please my family. That was my underlying mm-hmm. mission, even though subconsciously I, had, I, I really didn't know what that was. I just knew I'm not going to be a pity party for my family. I'm going to raise my brother. I didn't know what that even meant because, you know, he was 14 at the time and I was 19 um, being this ambiguous role for my, my younger brother, um, Vinay. And so, uh, so we, we lost my father when I was 19 years old and, you know, I took, I had to take the reins. And so what, what do you do when, when, when you're, when your earliest programming is of, okay, success, yes, achievement, achievement and goals, well, I'm going to become a doctor. Or dentist, and so I, um, I, I did all of that. So my twenties were actually spent, mm-hmm. of um, you know, trying to get out of that very long tunnel. Mm-hmm. There was a you know the light at the end of the tunnel, and it was you know I'm gonna take my brother with me, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna crush through it. And I did that. And so because I, I, I had to, you know, get three jobs when I was a teenager and all of those things, it prepared me so well mm-hmm. for profession, um, for being, um, you know, a business owner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yes, like you said, I, 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 I went to dental school. I became not just a general dentist, a cosmetic dentist. I uh, learned early on that um, I loved bringing smiles to people's faces, yes. literally, which is why I chose cosmetics. <laughs> and, and I only do that differently now. Yeah, yes, yes, it's yes. from within. Uh, yes. <laughs> and so, um, and so I, I, I did all of those things. I, I got married. I kept myself very busy mm-hmm. in all of my 20s. Mm-hmm. And so for people who are watching and listening, um, you know, when we keep ourselves busy, we distract ourselves mm-hmm. from what's really going on. And for me, it was avoiding loss. It was avoiding um, grief mm-hmm. that, you know, was pent up and mm-hmm. built up for so many years in my young life that I didn't really know how to process those emotions. 
And, you know, I, I, I had a breakdown. I had a breakdown. Mm -hmm. it was, I was 29 years old. It was December 31st. I still remember that. I was in my, you know, master bedroom and I was looking in the mirror and I had, you know, my clothes were all laid mm -hmm. out. It was like a disaster. Um, five story home. And I'm looking in the mirror and it's December 31st. You know, you're, everyone's partying, celebrating for the new year. And for me, I, I was, you know, looking and finally for the first time, I was just sobbing, looking. And I said to myself, how the heck did you get here? Because from the outside world, it's perfect. everything was perfect. Everything was picture perfect. I had my, you know, my million dollar practice. I was married. Um, I had this fancy house. I had made it. Um, but I didn't really know who I was mm. in that moment. I recognized that I was in an abusive mm. relationship, uh, marriage, and my relationship was toxic. I was afraid of everybody, including the people that I hired <laughs> to work for me, my patients. I was afraid of the world. I was afraid of what will people think if they find, if they actually knew the truth about me. I felt like I was such an imposter. And so in that moment, completely breaking down, mm -hmm. I realized there's, there's, no, there's two options. I can go on living my life like this, um, or I can choose to leave. And uh, probably the hardest decision I could ever, ever do, but the biggest blessing. Um, because in the months and the years to come, Yes, I would. I would dive into personal growth and development. I would go to meditation. After, after you get ashrams, got divorced or before? It was. It was ah. after. It was after I, yeah. I left the relationship. That was the last time I actually looked at that home, that life, mm -hmm. you know, the community that I was in, everything. And um, and then in the the few years to come, I started uh, many other businesses that were helping mm -hmm. other women. Um, women's empowerment, women's mm -hmm. leadership, women's development, and, uh, and utilizing my skill sets because I did have capital. Mm -hmm. I was young mm -hmm. and um, I just had started learning what angel investing was. I started learning what, mm -hmm. um, what being an angel investor and uh, what entrepreneurship Real entrepreneurship, really, yeah. startup entrepreneurship mm -hmm. really was. I mean, I owned my own business, mm -hmm. uh, but it's very different. Uh, you know, when you're trained as a doctor for eight years, yes. you know, you're trained not to make mistakes. You're trained to be perfect. Yeah, perfect you know, I'm yeah. working with millimeters. Yeah. I can see your smile. <laughs> you know, you have, a, you have a great smile, by the way. Uh, but, but, you know, you're working in such small parameters yes. where the expectations are very high. So you're not taught to make mistakes. And so with entrepreneurship, startups, um, and Mess the everybody. whole world of, of Silicon Valley, which I was then exposed to mm -hmm. because I started all of these different types of projects, um, that's when I realized that I could lend more and, um, and really help build. First it was confidence building, yeah. and then it was, you know, what it was, uh, was, was leadership development. But what I realized was in, in becoming a, a doctor in medical school, dental mm -hmm. school, you're not really taught leadership skills no. um, and you're not taught business. No. And these are the things that I had to learn throughout my life uh, because of all of the things that I had, I had gone through. So that begun the shift and the change mm -hmm. in my discovery of, and, and of course, research yes, yeah. into the work that I'm doing now and, yeah. and the books that I, yeah. I was going to write. We will talk about this later. But tell me something. How much time went by from the first time that you thought, oh, this relationship is not working for me and to the moment that you said it's over mm. and you told to your husband like sometimes you know when we realize that it's over and when we give up on the relationship you know it can be like five years for somebody it's 10 yeah. years yeah yeah you know for me it was um you know i wanted that fairy tale wedding mm -hmm. and i knew deep inside that something wasn't right, but I still went on. 
time on the date of wedding. I still went on with it because it was, it was, it was lavish. It was, it was all of those things. It was, and, and you compromise yourself. And I, I know so many, so many women, especially sure. women, um, you know, for, for Indian women. And if you watch Bollywood, mm -hmm. that's the thing that you grow up <laughs> to have the big fat Indian wedding. <laughs> And, and honestly, that was the case uh, for me. It's, it's, I didn't want to be married. I wanted the wedding. So why couldn't I just have a party, right? Uh -huh. and, and, and we see this so much in the culture, you know, the culture that's kind of, um, that's, that's kind of showcased to us. Mm -hmm. But for me, the, I mean, it, it began, it was, it was two years before I actually, mm -hmm. uh, before things became dangerous and I actually had to leave. And so uh, there was no discussion. There was just, I left, got a restraining order um, and endured a lot of growth in the process because leaving that sort of um, tumultuous situation is not, not always the easiest. Uh, and, but you, know, you, learn, you learn so much um, you know, from it. And uh, it just gives you fuel to do what you've really been called to do your whole life, but because you've been living either behind a mask, either behind We people, wear so many masks. Uh, we wear tons of masks. Uh, you know, y your, your own true self mm -hmm. isn't really able to flourish because you're trying to be something or you don't really know who you really are mm -hmm. because you've mm -hmm. had so many layers of all of those things and masks, um, you know, protecting you. So we, we hear so many times that we attract something into our lives. Why did you attract this mm. abusive relationship? Yeah, I think it's really because I did not spend the time loving myself. So we hear so many times that we attract some circumstances and events into our life. Why did you attract this abusive relationship into your life? Such a powerful question. I love that question. You know, I think it's really because I never spent the time to really get to know myself. Um, I didn't spend the time to really know what self-love meant. Mm -hmm. And, you know, especially um, coming from Asian upbringing, you're taught that yeah. happiness lies on making other people happy. And, you know, you're happy if somebody else is happy. Mm -hmm. And so I spent most of my early childhood mm -hmm. making others happy. You know, yeah, I had to take brother, care of... Your mother, my, your father. You know, everyone. And mm -hmm. um, watching them really succumb to their diseases that I, I did not know who I was. Uh, and so it really took me this, you know, this human um, to really kind of challenge mm -hmm. what, what does unconditional love for yourself actually mm -hmm. mean and how how can you love yourself unapologetically even when times are tough mm -hmm. and i think for so many um you know for so many people that is so hard because we think that okay i will be loved or i will be worthy mm -hmm. or i will be accepted if i do this if i mm -hmm. get straight a's if i if i write my first book if i speak around mm -hmm. the world if i ha gain a million dollars you know all of these things but but what coming is, from outside all the external yeah. factors yeah. you know yeah. what does it really say about you on the inside mm -hmm. you know and then you see others um, you know succumb to distractions or overeating or depression or anxiety or stress and mm -hmm. you know all of the negative emotions that can spiral out because we don't take ownership and responsibility for um, you know where we are at the moment mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. meaning that okay, do I really love myself or do I need somebody else to love me? Do I mm -hmm. need somebody else to tell me that I'm worthy or not worthy mm -hmm. and believe that from that place? And so I think that's, um, that's, that's the beauty. And, you know, with, with so many circumstances and tragedies mm -hmm. um, and setbacks and failed relationships, we can learn so much about ourselves yeah. in that because essentially at the end of the day, they're just mirrors of parts of us that mm -hmm. we have yet to see, um, parts of us that are, you know, really that we're trying to explore, but there's such, uh, there's such a deep wound sometimes um, that it's, it's easier to bury and it's mm -hmm. easier to tr distract ourselves with work yes. and all of the and external work, things. Work. Yes. Yeah. What would your advice be for the women that are in abusive, mm. unfulfilled relationship?
And sometimes they don't finish this, this relationship because they don't have money. Mm-hmm. Maybe they are a bit dependent on the income from their husband. So how do you overcome this? You know, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a common topic. Um, and unfortunately, unfortunately, it's a question that I get asked quite a bit mm-hmm. um, because there are two variables at play. There's the dependency. Um, there's also uh, perhaps maybe there's a lifestyle involved. And, you know, to really answer that question, it's you have to look at the values mm-hmm. and you have mm-hmm. to look at what do you value in your life at this point? Do you value mm-hmm. certainty? Okay. Meaning that lifestyle, money, all of these things. Maybe I'll tiptoe over him again. Maybe I just won't say anything. Maybe he can keep his room and I can keep my room um, and things are going to be okay. Maybe I can have that affair. Things are going to be okay. Um, You have to really think of the fears that are actually holding you back, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the fears of what's going to happen to me, you know, the the worst types of fears because... Mm -hmm. You know, that's the first step to growth. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't scare you, then it's not worth doing. Mm. Um, But really to take an inventory and an assessment of what are your values? What are Mm -hmm. you prioritizing in your life? Mm -hmm. And what are you willing to change because Mm -hmm. you want something different? Mm -hmm. Because the, the want from here, from our heart, is different from up here. We rationalize everything in our minds. I can't do it. I don't know anything. It's been so long. I've been taking care of the kids for so long, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. What's another five years? What's another 10 years? But what would it look like to you if you did have that ideal life? Mm -hmm. You know, we have to think of, well, what, what does, what does that ideal, ideal perfect life look like where you are fulfilled, where you are doing something, Mm -hmm. where you are being valued in your relationship, where you are being valued as you, as a human, Mm -hmm. as a human being. And what does that look like? And, and are you willing to change mm-hmm. and shift and cause a disruption in your current reality so that you can actually see what is on the other side? Mm-hmm. Most people are too afraid to even take a look at that because mm-hmm. looking at this brighter side involves risk. It involves confronting your own fears. Mm-hmm. It involves um, building strength. Um, and it involves really, you know, perhaps going through one of the most painful events uh, in your life. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if, if, if those priorities, if this is what you value more, if, if the future mm-hmm. and that fulfillment is what you value more, then isn't that worth, mm-hmm. um, you know, looking at and assessing for you? We have to align with our priorities mm-hmm. and our values and, and what... Your values right now that have led you to this point yes. are going to be completely different mm-hmm. than what's going to lead you to the next level of who you're meant to be. And if you're listening to this right now, you know, and if there's something that's triggering you, you know, it's, it's almost like a sign mm-hmm. and it's a wake up call. And, and there's only so many signs in your life that the universe will bring or people will bring or, or things and circumstances are going to bring to your life that you're going to say, oh my gosh. Maybe it is time. Maybe mm-hmm. it is time. And we have to take those, t- those opportunities. Some powerful wisdom. Mm-hmm. Let's go one step back. Mm-hmm. Uh, what advice would you give to your 19-year-old self? Mm. You, you, you lost your mother, your brother, your father. Mm. What would you do differently? Would you go to this dentistry school Mm. because you are doing right now you are doing something completely different (laughs) you know i think that um one of the most powerful things i could i could ever say to myself at 19 is you are loved Mm. you are bold you are brave Mm. and you are amazing and um you know leading from that lens I, I think I still would, um, you know, go through, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I would ever change the path that I took. 
Mm-hmm. And this is such a great question. Mm-hmm. You know, looking back, do I do I have any regrets or would I would I do something differently? And I don't think so. I think every mm-hmm. single thing um, and every single circumstance that I've gone through has has led me up to why we're sitting in this room today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you know, once we honor our stories, no matter how hard, um, you know, how profound, mm-hmm. how um, how how you know, how at the time maybe terrible they are, uh, they're such gems. And perhaps, you know, at a deeper level, spiritual level, it's, it's really what, you know, that, that mission that we're, we're here on this planet is for. And so, um, you know, yes, what I've probably gone to dental school, absolutely. It, it, it helped train me for, um, you know, recognizing, uh, psychological imbalances in, in human yeah, beings, yeah. which is what I love, and which is what yeah. you know I, I love. You know, yeah. human psychology. Yeah. So that's that's one and two. Um, you know, it was the building blocks of, mm-hmm. of of business building, which is what I see in so many others. And and quite honestly, a lot of the uh, leaders and entrepreneurs that I do help out, they are in transition. They are they are doctors, engineers, mm-hmm. lawyers mm-hmm. as well stuck in a certain part of their life. <laughs> so so w- w- what is the common problem that you see in entrepreneurs like me or business owners? What is the common problem or many problems that we face or have? Well, a lot of times it's, it, it is personal. Yeah. They come to me because they want to you know, scale their business and things like that. But when we go one level deeper... Mm-hmm. Um, so they come for scaling their business and then you go deeper into their personal life. I, I, yes. Um, yes. Not, in, not into the funnels and <laughs> marketing. No, no, no that, that's why they, they, they may think they, 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 they want that, but it's, it's more so for uh, structuring their own mm-hmm. life and the life that they want to actually have. Mm-hmm. They don't really know how to articulate that mm-hmm. because, um, you know, they're on the track. They're on the track to do this, do this, do this, and, you know, all of these things. Mm -hmm. But when you really ask the question, you know, are you happy? And Mm. what's the biggest challenge that you're facing personally or professionally? When when, when you ask this question, are you happy? And what are the (laughs) biggest challenges that you're facing? When we go deeper, it's, 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 well, yes, I think so. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think so. I'm, yes, I think so that I'm happy. Yes, I, I think, think so. so. But it's it's not absolutely because there's something that they want to change, right? Mm-hmm. And so not that there's anything wrong with not being happy okay, because yeah. you know that's the that's the way that we grow, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I think at a at a deeper level, many of the entrepreneurs that I work with, there is a lack of fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Either money has already been there, money has been made, um, you know, Either they're on the verge of burnout, mm-hmm. um, and burnout because there are personal things getting in the way, uh, such as most of the time it's relationships, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and or most of the time they want to find relationships. Mm-hmm. So these are some of the the in fulfilled relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, that's the question that I get a lot is they're in some sort of a bind. Either they've been with somebody for far too long mm-hmm. that's not on their growth mm-hmm. um, or there's a conflict within themselves mm-hmm. that is now coming into the business. A lot of times we think that professional and personal is different. Mm-hmm. It, they walk the same path. Um, they, they do blur. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, you know, even with the executives that I coach, it's, it's all, it's all like this. Mm-hmm. And so we need to ask ourselves, um, you know, how do we want to show up both personally and professionally? So do you, do you think that you cannot be successful in business if you are not fulfilled in your personal life and relationship or vice versa? No. <sighs> So, Maybe you can have great relationship and you are not successful in the business, or I don't know. But, but sometimes I'm thinking, you know, I see these big successful entrepreneurs, but I know that everything else, it's not working. It happens more often than not that if there's one aspect of their life that that's completely thriving, and most of the time, mm-hmm. 
you know, because we focused so much on how to build a business, how to do funnels, how to do all of these things, how to write books, how to influence other people, mm -hmm. we neglect, you know, what we focus on mm -hmm. grows, right? If we mm -hmm. focus on our business all day long for the last 20, 30, 40 years, absolutely. But if we've neglected our families as a result, if we've neglected our, our relationships mm -hmm. as a result, um, then which which most of the time happens with brilliant entrepreneurs um, because this is what society has told mm -hmm. us right mm -hmm. you have to do x y and z and you're going to be successful yes. success has always been measured by the numbers, the numbers and all of those things it's now that we're getting into a shift where we're really talking about what is true fulfillment mm -hmm. and do we have to be 80 years old to start seeking true fulfillment <laughs> no <laughs> you know we don't have to sit on top of a mountain and yeah. meditate you know for 18 hours a day to oh. finally find full fulfillment we can actually incorporate it into the into our lives and um you know the way that we do business is changing so fast and mm -hmm. and the idea and the definitions of work is mm -hmm. changing so fast where we actually can implement this sort of a, a life work balance mm -hmm. and that's great and what if what if success was measured by not the amount that's in your bank account mm -hmm. or by all of the accolades and awards that you've mm -hmm. achieved globally but what if it's it is creating that family and mm -hmm. raising many humans that are respectful and um you know do-gooders and have amazing character what if it is having a passionate relationship with your wife um and you know there there are different seasons mm -hmm. and there are different phases mm -hmm. just like there are different seasons and different phases and different stages in a business mm -hmm. there are different seasons and phases in you know in your in your life mm -hmm. and it's okay to you know i think that we need to start giving ourselves permission mm -hmm. as entrepreneurs that you know what Maybe this year I'm not going to grow 15%, yeah. but I'm actually going to grow in other ways. Yeah. I'm going to take that... As a father, maybe. As a mother. As a father, as a mother, as a couple, mm -hmm. uh, doing contribution. You know, mm -hmm. if we're on this planet for 80 years, let's say, what's one or two years that we actually focus on mm -hmm. some other things that light us up? that's not fully in the realm and scope of of business because we're here for the long run mm -hmm. we're not here this is not a sprint mm -hmm. you know um, and i think so many people lose sight of that which is why we're getting massive numbers of people committing suicide and you know the depression rates and the unfulfillment and it just keeps going into a spiral yeah. because we're losing perspective of hey guys we're here for a while, mm -hmm. we're here for a while on this planet. And if you love what you're doing, then why don't we figure out what other aspects of success that you can actually bring into in mm -hmm. other areas of your life? You mentioned uh, the burnout and many times you mentioned the resiliency. Uh, you wrote a book, Emotional Grit. Can you, can you explain what is emotional grit and how do you apply into their clients' lives? Yes. Yeah, so um, so this was obviously um, one of the main components uh, for, for myself mm -hmm. during the self-discovery. And so what got me so curious... About this, yeah. Um, about Neuroscience, positive psychology. Right. What, what got me so curious yeah. was um, when I was traveling to over 40 countries at the time, um, I was very, I was so passionate about trying to figure out mm -hmm. how leadership works in mm -hmm. different parts of the world mm -hmm. and how leadership works, not just, you know, from doctors, okay. not just from leaders of organizations, not just from community leaders or mm -hmm. Fortune 500, 100 titans, mm -hmm. um, but really community people from different cultures, different religions, different colors all over the world. And there were about 10 characteristics that we surveyed. The number one characteristic though, that stood out was resilience. And the, and, and the idea that um, your, it's your ability to basically bounce back mm -hmm. when times are tough, to bounce back from... And the times um, will be tough. When, during times of adversity, how, how fast can you rise? 
And grit is really the your own determination mm -hmm. and your own internal motivation of how long you can endure um, something, a situation that may be difficult in your life. So I use grit um, as an acronym. Mm -hmm. And it really is to grow, reveal, innovate, and transform. Mm. And so because, you know, a few years ago we had an election, a very famous election in the States. And so um, <laughs> we were, I, and I was, I was coaching many leaders at the time. And so um, the idea uh, was really how can we, how can we create a more, emotionally, mm -hmm. um, emotional leadership-based world or a heart-centered world, not based off of ego, but really mm -hmm. understanding the emotions of other people and how to manage our own emotions. You know, stress is at an all-time mm -hmm. high, all of these things. And so um, emotional grit really came out at a time where, um, you know, a lot of these things are coming to the surface and what that means for the for for the mom next door mm -hmm. or the entrepreneur or the leader of their community. It means to really look inside your life right now mm -hmm. and be that leader of your life, meaning mm -hmm. that what does your previous experiences, your previous failures, your previous setbacks, what does that actually say about about you and how are you willing to go forward knowing that there's going to be ups and downs mm -hmm. in your life but you know when somebody cuts you off you know in traffic or um you know smokes in your face or, or you know whatever the nuances of the day-to-day -day with your children with your spouse mm -hmm. do you actually have the emotional grit to really have those powerful conversations mm -hmm. to really communicate effectively um, so this is what emotional well-being and what emotional grit really talks about. It's can you be open to growing or, or, or having the awareness to accept where you are right now, where your emotional health is right now. I'm feeling sad. I'm, I'm feeling, I'm, I'm angry. You know, instead of shoving it under a rug, not having to talk about it, and then blowing up when um, when it's not really the opportunity. <laughs> and, and, correct, you know. Um, and so, in revealing, which is the R, is can you accept where you're at, and then committing to a different take and and taking action and transforming. Mm -hmm. So. Um, uh, so that's the bulk of, of the work that, that I'm doing now is, is teaching resilience um, and grit in, in, in funny ways, uh, you know, yeah. uh, different aspects of entrepreneurship. So but how, how, how is playfulness yeah. important <laughs> to incorporate into everyday leadership? And you know, I see many business owners are very serious business owners. I like to joke. I like to smile. Good. You, you're, 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 you're good. You know, I think that um, we, we, we came up with this, this spoof series called School of Grit. Uh -huh. And School of Grit TV had, has really been about, um, you know, emotional resilience is the spectrum of emotions. Yes. You know, we can be, we can be serious. We can be, you know, all of these things. We can be empathetic, compassionate. Mm -hmm. But really to build resilience is you have to not take things so seriously. You know, humor <laughs> is an aspect of building resilience because if we're serious all the time, yes. then we're going to just judge ourselves, critique ourselves. It's never going to be good enough and nobody ever is going to ever feel good enough. But if we, if we, if we just laugh at ourselves and, and really play with some of the nuances that happen in our daily lives, I think, um, you know, you have less stress as a result and uh, you're much happier as a result. And of course, there's so many different studies that, that validate this, okay. this, but for, for, for me and, and our team, it was, um, it was a call to bridge the gap between, uh, you know, what entrepreneurs face on a daily basis mm -hmm. and how we can actually bring light and fun and humor in the process of building a business and, um, you know, I think you can get away with a lot more things using humor, uh, and so Absolutely. it's been a it's been, it's been a fun 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 ride. So yeah, it's it's, it's school of grit TV. <laughs> you you mentioned burnout. Yes, it's very common in entrepreneurship in entrepreneur world. So if you neglect well being, what happens? Yeah, what is you, the worst case scenario? I mean, the worst case is that you basically don't realize your potential. You leave mm -hmm. everything. 
Um, you know, you know, we see this all the time in the startup world. Yeah. It's the chase, the chase, the chase uh, to you know get the funding, get all of these things, get investors on board, pitching, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and building a team. But then, if you neglect your own health, your own mind space, your own mindset, burnout mm -hmm. is the full mm -hmm. result of that. And um, we see it all the time. You leave everything on the table. And so, you know, what if there's a way to put all of that in a, in a nice little box, tie it with a bow and say, okay, you know, we can prevent this burnout from happening if you just take the steps on a daily basis to take care of your emotional health. Um, really understand, recognize, process those feelings and those emotions so that it doesn't kind of, you know, doesn't manifest throughout your, your, your body and, and cause, um, and cause, you know, a, a burnout and, um, and, and, and disease. Yes. So, uh, uh, like the whole Silicon Valley right now, it's talking about mindfulness, meditation. It's very popular yeah. in big companies, Apple, Google, they have courses on, Resilience, I think Starbucks, they have courses on resiliency. They, they have uh, courses on mindfulness, happiness. Is it important to incorporate meditation into your life? As an entrepreneur, not a Buddhist or a monk. <laughs> because some entrepreneurs, when they hear in, in our part of the world, like you have to meditate. Oh, I'm not going to meditate. That's for monks. I'm not a monk. <laughs> I'm not a monk. So meditation. Do you do you also teach meditation or recommend meditation? So that's one of the components of mm -hmm. building yeah. resiliency. The grit and it's way. it's part of uh, what I call four moss. Mm -hmm. It's part of um, how to create your bliss, your mm -hmm. daily bliss on a daily basis, mm -hmm. uh, because for for everybody, not one strategy is going to work. What mm -hmm. we know and what we found that works really, really well mm -hmm. is, of course, meditation, mm -hmm. movement, movement, mantra, mm. um, saying positive words to yourself, affirmations. like affirmations, okay. music, okay. Um, you know, funny clips, anything mm. humorous, anything that maybe is inspiring to you, um, gratitude and appreciation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And of course, nutrition, mm. right? Um, and then, and then we can get into the specifics of of scents and smells. Mm -hmm. But the first and foremost is how are we actually breathing? How are we? You know, there's a, there's a study done with the HeartMath Institute that mm -hmm. if we just put our hands um, over our heart, okay, mm -hmm. and for 90 seconds, if we're literally just breathing, mm -hmm. you know, four breaths in, mm -hmm. four breaths out. Four breaths in, four breaths out for 90 seconds. We activate the parasympathetic nervous system in our body mm -hmm. um, to slow down, you know, that rest and digest because all day long we're so, so, so hyper. But if we use this technique, so you go like that. So you put your hands over your heart, and this mm -hmm. is this is from the Heart Meth Institute, okay. so I give them credit. Um, but literally, you're breathing. And there's apps on our phones and our, yeah. even Apple watches, they do this, mm -hmm. but it's very simple. And we're just, we're breathing one, two, three, four, 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 one, two, three, four. So one might say, is this meditation? Yes, this it is, is. A, this is yeah. a form of meditation. We don't have to be on a mountaintop. This, how long did it take us? Right. This took us, you know, literally less than 15 That's seconds right. to do. But when you're doing it more than three times, that process that in, out, um, you know, consecutively. Mm -hmm. So for, for a total of 90 seconds, you can time mm -hmm. it on your watch. Okay. Um, basically, it activates your parasympathetic so that you are able to reduce the amount of stress think clearly mm -hmm. when we think clearly when our parasympathetic is activated mm -hmm. we're not making decisions in haste you know if you've ever thought about when you're in high stress and uh, you know you, you've got to do all of these things sometimes we we make the mm -hmm. biggest mistakes yeah, when yeah. we're at high high stress because mm -hmm. we yes, we have to do so I many agree. things yeah. 
So when you are in this state of activating, you know, this, this is what we call breath work, mm -hmm. but breath work is actually one form of meditation mm -hmm. that is very easy to do and anybody can do. Mm -hmm. um, but this is a way of training your brain to relax. So you call this breath work? This is this breath exercise. work. Yes, this is, this is, is one form of breath work. Uh -huh. Is there any app outside or would you recommend any tool to use oh, oh gosh there's for so meditation i use calm there's there's so Do you have any other tools that you're so using many or? there's um well now that i'm on the the uh the, the pregnancy kick i use one for pregnancy which is called okay. expectful um ex expectful so for the moms out there the women mm -hmm. out there they have they have great meditations um, but there's, you know, there's, there's so, there's so many, even on the Apple, on the oh, Apple yeah, app, yeah. there's, you know, you yeah. can have timers. Um, there's binaural beats that I recommend to a mm -hmm. lot of, um, my clients mm -hmm. because binaural beats mimic, um, the brain waves mm -hmm. that actually get your your mind mm -hmm. into a better state for um, creativity, for deep breathing, mm -hmm. for deep sleep. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and that's, that's another conversation. But yes, Absolutely. meditation is part of not only building resiliency, but also stress management on a daily basis. Yeah, I meditate too. Sometimes <laughs> it's hard to slow down your mind. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, it's helpful. It, it is. Yeah. It is a thousand percent. I wouldn't be here. More productive, everything. I, I would not be here um, with all of the mm -hmm. the you know the the traumas and things like that without meditation. Yeah, that was one of the first things I that I, I did. Yeah. Let's jump to your business right now. Yes. You are a coach, speaker. You yes. wrote a book. Yes. About coaching. I did. This was my second book, well, and this um, is the answer to what to many questions <laughs> that you get from some wannabe coaches or professional coaches. <laughs> This is actually, this was, um, so there, this, this project was twofold. Okay. Uh, the first one was on a personal level. Mm -hmm. um, I met my, my, my new found husband. I know him very well. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we met actually because I was, I was, I was also, um, I was his coach. And so we met in a very business setting, but, um, and, uh, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a business coach yeah. and, you know, I'm a leadership coach. And so I was, I was doing things with him on leadership and, you know, he was, you know, we were, we, we were playing together in the professional space. And, um, you know, when two entrepreneurs get together, uh, and want to build lives together, we really wanted to say, well, how can we co-create, uh, together? And one of the, um, results was, well, you know, there's, he services a lot of coaches as well. And so, and I do a lot with emotional mindset and resilience. And so the natural, um, result was, you know, there is something missing with so many people that are now transitioning into, um, either sharing their expertise, sharing their wisdom, uh, transitioning from traditional careers like corporate or, um, golden handcuffs into something that they want to do. Well, why can't we put something out there that congregates all of the information, um, that gives practical tools, not just if you want to be a coach, but um, the World Economic Forum just came out with skills that are going to be needed um, by 2020. And this is the World Economic Forum, and coaching was one of the top skills needed. And so using coaching, not, not, as, not just as a profession, yes. but as a skill. As a business owner, manager, or whatever. As, as a CEO, C-suite, uh, yes, business mm -hmm. owner, human yes. head of your household. Yes, father. <laughs> <laughs> how, do you, how do you coach and how do you actually listen? You know, how do you coach? How do you actually listen to the things that the person that you are having a conversation with is not telling you? What are those skills looking like? And of course, if you want to build a business around it, yes, you know, what, what are the three things that we do mm -hmm. teach in the book? And that's, um, you know, your mindset, mm -hmm. um, your methodology, mm -hmm. because, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, different, different ways out there that you can lend yeah. and you can teach. We are very committed on elevating human potential mm -hmm. because it's very important for us. That is our highest value. And we, 
um, you know, when we came together as a couple, that was one of the things where we said, well, how can we, um, how can we spread this and how can we share this together? Um, and, and elevating human potential in this way of serving mm -hmm. and adding value, well, that's what we teach uh, within the book. So mm -hmm. your own methodology, okay. what that looks like, and, um, and you know, marketing your message, what that looks like. And of it's course, also about marketing. Um, there's, a, there's a section in there mm -hmm. about how to market your message and mm -hmm. um, what to really do to, you know, to stand out. And, uh, and hence, there's the business um, incubator as a result. So, so we're, we're very, very excited about that. This is our, the newest phase of, 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 our, of our business. That's great. So one plus one will be <laughs> 11, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I have many followers that are in the coaching profession yes. or speaker. Yeah. whatever and i also have a course and teaching them how to sell from stage and oh, so yeah. on so yeah. what, what are your tips how do you build how how did you build your brand mm. how do you market your services because i know many coaches that of are course. broke of course oh yes of course. they have all the credentials all diplomas certifications yes, yes. but no money yes so it's not only about what you know but how you sell right it's 1000% how you are marketing your message out there. Mm -hmm. um, you can, you know, we have the, the people who I call in, in you know, um, in the School of Grit, we say uh, they're the, um, they're the seminar junkies. You know, they go to every single seminar, but yeah. they don't. You're speaking to one, one of them. <laughs> but but, but the, the difference probably between you and them is I implement too, you, you implement. They, they don't. It's yes. just you run from one to the next yes. to the next. And, and you know, the, the thousands of courses, the e-courses that you can take, this is great. But, you know, what are you actually incorporating in in your business and what is the one thing you don't have to take all of them but what's the one thing that you can actually hone in on your business you know i think because we get so influenced by so many different influencers out there uh, the number one thing that we teach is pick one lane and stick to it if you're doing well on on facebook keep going on facebook okay. If you're speaking to moms or if you're speaking to um, executives, mm -hmm. keep speaking to them. Do that one thing really, really well and go really, really deep mm -hmm. in it. Find out all of the pain points around it and really provide value for that. Mm -hmm. um, what so many people try to do is they try to do so many things all at once at the same time. That's only going to lead you to burnout. That's going to lead you to disorganization of not only your mind, but your thoughts. And no one is going to end up getting value at the end of the day because you're so spread out. We have to take it back because less is more now in, in so many senses of the word. We are so bombarded with so many things um, within social media, within our emails. And it is we have to be very distinct and discerning in how we want to, especially when you're first starting out as a coach, um, how you want to brand your message. So for me, um, you know, in the initial stages of branding and all those things, I've, I, I did all of the, yeah. you know, like the, I was a doctor, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to take every single certification course, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and you have to be okay with making mistakes. Mm -hmm. I remember the first course I launched probably was um, three years ago now. Mm -hmm. And this was just because I was watching everybody else doing things, but I wasn't paying attention to what was actually working for me. What was working for me was people were coming to me one-on-one -on -one from different parts of the world. While I was sharing my story, we went through all of that yes. already. I was very open about it. I was very vulnerable, vulnerable about it. Um, this led me to get clients from, you know, Dubai, Abu Dhabi, um, in Asian parts of the world mm -hmm. where talking about divorce and things like that, and it was so, so taboo. It's not, common. it's not common. However, that was a niche that was building because mm -hmm. in those parts of the world, well, guess what? They had, they had money. They had um, mm -hmm. a certain point of expertise. They had a certain point of, of um, track record that they already mm -hmm. had. What they didn't have was fulfillment, and they were stuck. Mm -hmm. So that was the gateway initially to really understanding, okay, the market that is really responding 
to who I am as, and I, I didn't even call myself a coach at that point. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, I, 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 I consult because yes. I used to consult small businesses and doctors and dentists and lawyers then, and then it started to spread, right? So you have to figure out what, as a coach, mm -hmm. who and what is gravitating towards you already just because of the content mm. that you're putting out right now. Not because you see Somebody Joe Schmo is doing this course, so you want to do the course because you see how many followers they have. But maybe you're doing one-on-ones and you go to the community B&I meetings every month and you're getting your clients from there. Why not build that out first? You know, we think what we're doing right now is not good enough. But that might be your gold mine. Mm. And so when I crashed that course three years ago, what ended up happening was, you know, I was heartbroken, but what ended up happening was on the back end, I had so many one-on-one -on -one clients. Mm -hmm. And that's when we realized, oh my gosh, there is this gift. There mm -hmm. is this personalization. There's people wanted to have workshops. So you start building out those elements of your business. Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid to fail, mm -hmm. one. Don't be afraid to find out just what works for you, even if it's small, mm -hmm. because when you have your 10 raving fans, those 10 will immediately go to 100, mm -hmm. which will then go to 1,000. Mm -hmm. You know, all you need is your, your first 100 raving fans, wherever they are. Be, and be patient. And be patient. <laughs> People want to do it all. You know, it's, it's not, you're, you're in this for the long run. You know, I always say greatness is not built overnight. It's, it's a marathon yeah. as a former marathon runner. So. You mentioned two great things that you have to build the foundation and for your business, speaking, coaching, this is storytelling and uh, be vulnerable. 1,000 And I see coaches, they, they don't want to be vulnerable. Like I'm not going to talk about my personal life and what I went through because that made me, will make me weak. So I think uh, that this is, this is the key to a successful attraction. Yes. Of great clients. Yes. In my European market, I get this question asked a lot because it's very much, you know, the idea of being very stoic. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so, and, yeah. you know, not. But I think vulnerability weak. is also part of being stoic. Yeah, I think even more than that, yeah. vulnerability is really part of how you build trust. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, without vulnerability, you know, we have, we have especially right now, mm -hmm. you have so much of. Um, you know, inauthentic leadership that if you are able to display vulnerability, that's mm -hmm. actually true to you. That's not made up, but that's actually true. Um, that watch, you will see how your business transforms. Mm -hmm. You will see exactly how your business transforms because people are so sick of seeing the mask. Nobody wants to see somebody perfect. We're all human. <laughs> we have had, we all Absolutely. have stuff going yes. on in our lives. I mean, um, you know, we want practicality. We want the truth, but we want, we want honesty as well. And all of those things make up vulnerability. It makes up authenticity. You have a team. I do. Yeah. So you, how, which roles did you outsource? Uh, you're outsourcing right now. Wow. Well, like how many people you have um, on So I have uh, one, two, three, I have seven. Mm -hmm. And so I have, um, I have a copywriter. Okay. I have a social media manager. Mm -hmm. I have a PR person. Mm -hmm. um, I have somebody that schedules all of my um, basically like on the ground events. Mm -hmm. um, I have my own assistant. Mm -hmm. Uh, that does mostly, you know, home management, um, all the other management stuff. Um, and then I have a project manager. Mm -hmm. So uh, six. Sorry. Yeah, uh, six. And then one on occasion if, oh, uh, mm -hmm. graphic designer, of yeah, course. Yeah. That's, um, that, you know, that's part of it. But they're um, all outsourced. So, uh, yes, um, uh, my project manager mm -hmm. and my copywriter, they're uh -huh. pretty much full time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So where are you gonna build your life right now? Oh, <laughs> um, in in LA, in, LA in, in, in Los Angeles. <laughs> used to travel all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, we both actually. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. we when we met a few years ago, I was I was researching on my book, yeah. and so I was popping into different countries, and um, I was actually. Uh, about to move to Singapore and he was in Malaysia yes. about to move to San Diego. So we were kind of doing this 
And what was so interesting was we decided to, um, and I'm going to speak for myself, but I decided to choose um, love first. And in the past, I had chosen career first. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember because um, I was launching Emotional Grit um, the fall of that year, it was 2016, and I had to ask myself, because I had all of these things happening in India and Singapore, like in the Asian market, the Asian diaspora, and um, I, I wasn't really promoting it in the U.S. because I didn't think that that's where I was going to live. And things changed because, well, I met my you know, now husband. So for, for those of you who are kind of in that bind, um, you never know. Uh, what will happen if you just say yes? And now we've been, we were traveling for about a year and a half together, um, doing our own things separately. Mm -hmm. And then we decided, you know, if we really want to make this work, we we do have to um, sacrifice some things. Mm -hmm. And what are we going to close some doors to so that we can kind of start merging mm -hmm. and coalescing our entrepreneurial dreams together, but also to be together as a couple. Um, so that was, uh, that was one of the decisions that I made to be stateside and, um, and here we are, Los Angeles is going to be home. And I think traveling a few months uh, out of the year for yeah. family and, and things like that. And, and we have many clients that are in Europe and in Asia. So, right. um, so yeah, <laughs> still doing great future, <laughs> yes. great future. Thank yes. you very much. Thank you. Uh, happy Sweet. birthday. Uh, you, tomorrow you have a oh, birthday. Oh, yes. Happy birthday you, to your son, yeah, too. Yeah. July 5th <laughs> is an amazing day. Also, yeah. <laughs> uh, where can we find more information about you on your yes. webpage? Yes, uh, just neethabushin.com. Okay. Yeah. And the book where we can buy a book? Um, you can get Emotional Grit and the Book of Coaching on Amazon. On Amazon. Yes. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, I'm happy to have you here and... Uh, let me know when you get a baby. Okay. Do, do you pick the name? Did you pick the name? We didn't as of yet. We didn't as it's of yet. It's a boy or a girl? It's a boy. Okay. And the name? We don't know. You didn't decide yet? Not as of yet. We have, yeah, it's still a toss up, but we'll see. Okay. Yes, you'll be one of the first so, to know. Thank you very much and you, see you soon. Thank you. If you want more success tips, motivational stories, personal growth advice, incredible personal stories, and other useful life tips, follow me on social media. You can find me as Smilion Mori on Facebook and Instagram and Smilion Mori Warrior Family on YouTube. If you are in the MLM industry, visit my website smilionmori.com and start your six-figure business.